You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Okay, so remember everybody, please mute your microphone. A good Arab Shabbos, a good Shabbos to you. Um, uh, hopefully, we're not going to see each other personally, probably, but hopefully the learning that we do today is going to create a connection that's going to last for us through Shabbos and beyond. Eilumin al-Achot, the Mishnah says, Sha'amru baliyat chananya ben chizkiya ben garon. These were halachot. Now, we're going to see in a second what these are. The Gemara is going to wonder, is this what you were just talking about? Are those dinim that we were speaking about the last couple of days? These are some of the halachot that have a very important pedigree. They come from the time of Hananiah ben Chizkiah ben Goron. What happened there? It was in his attic. People came up to his attic. You can see behind me, this is my attic. People came to visit him. Don't come to visit me, though. But they came to visit him. He wasn't feeling well. They came to visit him. But they decided, what were they going to do? They were going to use that situation of coming to visit someone sick and turn it into something positive. So there was many more students of Shammai than Hillel. They decided, let's decide here. It's the Torah, let's decide it. Now, some people say that th- this was actually during a time of Roman persecution, and the Romans wouldn't allow them to get together in a big group not because of any virus. They didn't want them to create Torah. So this was a, an opportunity for the best and brightest students of the Jewish people, the best teachers, the best rabbis of the Jewish people to be together and decide things which were going to be important for the Jewish people. These 18 dvarim. And it happened, it was, nimnu There was more Shammai people than Hillel. There were more Shammai people than Hillel. Okay? There's a dog for some reason. A dog decided to come. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So the Shammai people, the Shammai people were more than the Hillel people. Now, Hillel people would have resisted. They might not have agreed to all these 18 things, but the Sh- there were more Shammai people there. The Shammai votes carried the day. The Yudches Dvarim Gozer Babayom. And there were 18 things that were Nigzar on that day. What do you mean? Is Are they coming up? In other words, the next mission is going to mention a number of takanot as well. I know we're learning Masechet Shabbat, but we've gone, off, we've gone off subject a little bit. There were a number of takanot that had to do with Arab Shabbat or on Shabbat itself, because they wrote the Rabbanan. But, but now we've decided to discuss in the Mishnayot other Gzairot de Rabbanan that don't necessarily have to do with Shabbos. So it's confusing. You're learning Masech de Shabbos, and we're talking about other stuff, but that's just the way Gemara works. The Gemara felt that since it mentioned these Takanot de Rabbanan, it makes sense to mention others as well, even though they have nothing to do with Shabbos. But are, the, are they the ones coming up, or did we just mention some of them? That's the Gemara's question. Amr Abay Rabbi Yosef, Eilutnan, Oveilutnan. Should there be a Vav in the Mishnah or not? If there's a vav, it means it's connected. The Gemara is going to say, ve'elutnan hani Amran, the ones that we just got finished talking about. Oh, elutnan, these, meaning the ones we're about to talk about. The ones we're going to say on Daf on the next Mishnah. We're not sure. So what does the Gemara answer? The Gemara says, 
Toshma. Here's a brisa. It says, Ain Polin Loranair, the Ain Korin Loranair. We talked about this delousing and reading intensely should not be done by the oil lamp. And then it says in the end of the brisa, Eilman Alochot, Sha'amr Balias Hananyam and Chizkib and Garon, which is what our mission was talking about. That these takonos about delousing and reading, these are very, these came from the time of Shammai, of the students of Shammai and Hillel, and that's when these takonos uh, were instituted. And we mentioned two of them. We're going to mention more of them right now in a couple of minutes. But first, we want to talk about the schut of this person, Hananiah ben Chizkia ben Goro. Okay. Okay. Remember, remember about the microphones, Kevin. Remember about the microphones. Sorry, I did that already. Me We know one of the first books that was ever written that the Jewish people copied and recopied was something called the Megillah Tanit. Now, it, it was like a Megillah because this was before the time that people had written books of Torah Shabal Peh. Most of the written books were only books of the Torah, Tanakh. But Gemara, Mishnayos, Halachos, those were not allowed to be written. Those had to be remembered mentally. You had to make a mental or note about them. People were geniuses in memory. They remembered, they used memory tricks. That's the way Torah Shabal Pet was. Nobody really wrote them down in books that people publicized. Now, not everybody had a super memory. So some people, the Rambam says, were allowed to write small little Megillot for themselves in order to keep and look at. However, there was one book that everybody copied. That was called the Megillus Tainit. This was a book that everybody knew. It was like a calendar. What day of the Jewish calendar am I not supposed to fast? Or if somebody dies, do we do not have a hesped? Why? Because amazing things were occurring in the time of Bayacheni. It was, it, was, it was like you needed to always read the newspaper because things were going on there. There was battles. There was fights. There, there, there was persecutions. And God did many, many amazing things to save us, like the Nes Hanukkah and other things. So they decided to write down all the amazing events that occurred. Most of them started negatively, but then we got saved. It started with Tzarot, and we were saved. So those are the called Megillah Tainit, the days that you're not supposed to fast because you're supposed to remember the great things that God did for us on that day. And that was for a couple hundred of years during the time of Bayacheni. Now, who put the Megillah's Tainus together that everybody was copying these Megillot? Amaru, they say, Hananiah ben Chizki v'sayoso. It was Hananiah ben Chizki and his friends. Shohoyu mechavavin esatzorot. Now, look at that. The tzorot is bad. <laughs> but they they reminded people what the tzorot was because HaKadosh Baruch took us out of the tzorot. So each holiday was based on how HaKadosh Baruch saved them from the tzorot. So they didn't just remember the negative. Of course not. But they told the story of the negative in order to imply, in order to actually bring out, not just imply, but to bring out in a strong way the positive, the great Hatzola that occurred. And there was a whole list of them throughout the Jewish calendar year. They were Machabe Vesatzarot. And people knew about them, and they talked about it for a couple hundred years. People would remember the history, and they would say, this is a special day. Now, Amr Abshim Megamlio, Af Anu Machavim Nasat Sarot. 
Now, we live a couple of generations later, Shemir Gamliel says. And believe me, we also appreciate God saving us from Tsar. However, we can't write all the amount of pain and Hatzola God has done. We've got pain all the time. God saves us. The book would be every single day of the year. We wouldn't be able to write the story. Another thing Shemir Gamliel might have said, why we don't have a modern version of Megillus Titus is because Ein Shota Nifka. We don't feel it. The time of Hananiah and Chizkiah, when they wrote it, they recognized the hand of God. They recognized what was going on. They knew it was a tzara. They knew that they were saved from it. We don't even think anymore. We're like Shotim. Shimon Magamil said that. Uh, where are we? We're on yesterday's daf. Ahmed Bez, I sent out uh, an email with the sources. So it, it is Yud Gimel Ahmed Bez, right past the Mishnah. So once again, Shimon Megamuel is explaining why there is not a more, why hasn't there been an update to make it with Tainus? Why Shimon Megamuel lived right uh, in the period of the Horbin? Or this could have been the next Shimon Gamliel, the one that lived post the Horbin. Why wasn't there uh, uh, the father of Rebbe? I'm not sure which Shimon Gamliel this is. But why wasn't there uh, an update to Megillus Tainus? So the first thing he says. Whose microphone is on again? Tion. Tion, is your microphone off? There's a green button. Press off if if it is. Maybe you don't need microphone, Tion. Just listen. All right, he did it. Sion did it. Very good. Okay, so right. let's let's explain again. So we're trying to figure out why there hasn't been an upgrade. We want to know new stories. We don't want to know stories from 100 years ago. We want to know new stories. The reason was, A, there are too many of them. B, we, we don't have the foresight and understanding and the sensitivity of the previous generations, which is the next point as well. Take a look. The Gemara says, that um, it's like we're dead. If 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 you're alive, you feel the the sharp uh, surgeon's knife. You feel the cut. But if if your body is dead, you don't feel it. So it's almost like we just go through life another tsar, another tsar. So it's like we're not even registering. So the Gemara says, is that accurate when you tell me ain't busser hames? The Gemara says. We know that a mace does feel something. We know the mace feels the worms that go into his body, even though his soul is somewhere else. But there's a pain that's being registered by his body, even though he's died. We know that even a person who died, the Pasuk says, he can feel something. I don't know what this means, but in some way there is some sort of feeling. So if you're going to tell me there's some sort of feeling that a mace has, why did Shemim Gamil say a mace doesn't feel? So the Gemara says, you know what it is? You know what the better metaphor of us and the Jewish people are? The metaphor is, is, um, uh, <coughs> let's read it again. Ema ein basara mace shebechai margish bizemel. When a person who is alive has a dead piece of flesh, he had a wound or something that, and a scab formed, or something else happened, or he has a, a, a limb that's not operative and just hanging on. 
the, the, the live person doesn't feel that. That's what the door of Shimon Megamliel was like. Things were happening, but it's almost like what was ext- the, the extensions, their bodies had dead flesh on it because they weren't completely in the moment. So there were things that were going on, like they, they were disconnected, and that's why they didn't feel it. Whereas the previous generations felt the pain, recognized God's hand more, we've stopped being able to process it. Now, hopefully that's not true for today. Hopefully today we are seeing God's hand and what's happening in, 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 in this machla, in this magefa, and we're able, and we're going to be able to write a new Megillus Tainus, how we're going to be coming out of it. But that was why, that is what Shimon Gamliel says. Let's go on. Why? Shilmolehu, if it wouldn't be for him, Nigna Sefer Yechesko. The whole book of Yechesko, one of the important Sifre Nevi'im, would not have been part of Kisve HaKodesh anymore. Well, yes and no. The ones who realized would know, but it would have been out of circulation. Why would it have been put out of circulation? Because the rabbi said there's so many things in Yechezkel which contradict the Torah. The last couple of prokim to speak about a Beis HaMikdosh and, a Mish, and, 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 and there, are, there are uh, numbers and d- d- descriptions of how it's supposed to be built and, and measurements that don't jive with what we know the Mishkan or the Beis HaMikdosh was. There's other places where it speaks about only Kohanim not eating treif. Uh, and things like that. So, or Nevelot. So it sounds, if you don't know how to understand the book of Yechezko, it's just going to make problems. So why don't we just hide it? Why don't we just say, yes, it's the book that we don't study? So that would have happened. And the whole Sefer Yechezko, with all its beauty and power, would have been lost. So what did Hananiah ben Chizkiah ben Goron do? Let's read it again. Show you Dvarif Sos from Divrei Torah. On the surface, the things that were in Sefer Yecheskel seemed to go against the Torah. So the rabbi said, you know what? Too many people have questions on this. Let's just put this book out of commission. Nobody will read it. And this way, they're not going to pillar us, pillar us with questions. The Gemara then says, well, what did he do? Ma'asa, helu lo gimel meyos shemen. He went up, <laughs> I guess, into his attic, and he brought a lot of food with him. He brought a lot of oil with him. He sat, he sat there with his students and his friends. The Yoshev Ba'ali of Edarshan. And he sat up in that Ali in that attic where they came to visit him later. And he figured out all the Pshatim of how none of the Pesukim are astira. And the book is safe to be given to the Jewish people. He had an explanation. You needed to buy his explanation. But he was able to Darshan those Pesukim that the Pesukim were not uh, open contradiction anymore. He was able to explain them. And that way the book was saved and it became a book that was still studied. So we need to be masker Hananya ben Chizkia Latov that he saved the Sefer to be studied by Klau Yisrael. Next. My Niyu Shmona Sardover. Give me the list of the 10, of the 18. So we're going to have about 10 right now. And here they come. The Tanan, these are from the Mishnah in Zavim. What does it say? Here they are. Elu truma. These are only mitarabanan. Truma cannot, if you, you're not supposed to make, truma's not supposed to become tummy. You have to guard truma that shouldn't become tummy. And you shouldn't eat truma that's tummy. You have to burn truma that's tummy. Midaraisa, it's only a reshon that can make 
a food tummy, right? Except for truma. Truma asheni can make truma ashlishi. That means you can't eat it anymore, but it doesn't make another piece of food, even another piece of truma tummy. That's what asheni does, okay? Normally for chulin, the only asheni doesn't affect chulin. Asheni can only affect truma minatora. Now, they made Xera to say the following: Ochel Rishon, Vaochel Ochel Sheni, will passel truma. What does that mean? That means if I eat a piece of food, which let's say was touched by a Rishon Latuma, that piece of food is a Sheni, and it, if, if that food would have touched truma itself, it would have been a problem. But it didn't touch truma. It touched me. I ate it. A human being can't become tame from a sheni. In fact, a human being can't be tame from a risho. Can't become tame from an avatuma. And he can't become tame from from food in general. Only the mashkim of azov, a special xerosakosif. So, this was a special din. That the human being becomes like a sheni. If he eats a sheni, he becomes like a sheni. Or if he eats a risho, he becomes like a sheni. In which way? That if he touches truma, he causes the truma to be puzzled mitarabanan. Really, there is no tuma here. He finished it. He ate it. It didn't make him tame. But the rabbi said that if you eat a rishon lutuma, if you eat food that is a rishon lutuma, if you eat food that's a sheni lutuma, you now make, you are now a problem touching truma. And if we know you touch truma, we're not going to use that truma anymore. So that was a, one of the takanos that we made. Let's read the words again inside. Ha'ochel ochel risho, v'ha'ochel ochel sheni. Now the third one, v'hashose mashkin tmein. Let's say a person drinks mashkin that are tamei. Again, food or drink cannot make a person tamei. The only mashka that can make a human being tamei from the Torah is the mashka v'zov, the urine or other sort of bodily uh, exudings that come out of a zov. But Sheikh Bazera can make him into, also can make you into a, a Rishon Latuma. But normally food and drink cannot make you tame. Drink can now make this person tame. And if he, at least as far as what goes, as far as Truma goes, he can't touch Truma. If he touches Truma, we put that Truma away. We don't let people eat it. It has to be Nignas. Maybe even burnt. We're going to see later. Um, in some situations. Let's say the following happens. You go to the mikvah because you need to go to the mikvah. So normally you went to the mikvah. That's fine. Now you just have to wait for the night to come down and you're going to be taller. But let's say after you go to the mikvah, what happens? You uh, get a, you take a shower. <laughs> you go into, not a shower, you go into a bath. You go into an actual bath of, of, of standing water. You've now made yourself into a Shani Latuma as far as Truma goes. Normally, you shouldn't be, you should be on your way to being Tar. You should be someone that by that evening you're going to be Tar. But since you made a wrong move, you sat in the bathtub afterwards. You went from the mikvah and wanted to, you'll see why you did this. Chazal said, you are now Tame for Truma. 
Similarly, we say, even anybody, let's take a look, or anyone who was never Tomei, but it happened to fall on his head in a shower. Three Lugim of Mayim Shuvim got poured on him. That person is now Tomei for Truma. Even though he was never Tomei at all, he now cannot touch Truma. What else? We'll find out why coming up. What else? Hasefer. One of the Sparm of Kisve Kodesh. You touch this Sefer, it's very important to touch the Sefer. You can't learn from it. But if you touch a Sefer, not a book like this, but a book that's written on a cloth from the 24th Sifre Kodesh, you now, that Sefer is a Shani Latuma. That Sefer touches Truma, you can't eat that Truma anymore. The Sefer becomes a Shani Latuma. What else? Hayadayim. Hands. The hands become a Shani Latuma. We'll we know about this. This is why we do Nitivas Yadayim. This is the Takana that the hands have a din of a Shani. If the hands touch truma, it ruins the truma. You're not supposed to eat it. There's a special tikkun of netivas yadayim. In some places, tevilas yadayim. But the tuma is only on the hands, not on the rest of the body. That was a special one, a special takona. Started off about truma. We've extended it in order to make netivas yadayim a reality. In order for it to work for kohanim, we extend it for everybody. But for if you're not a kohen, you only need to wash your hands for bread. But this is where everything starts from. Next. This is one who's Tommy Minatora. He went to the mikvah. He's waiting for the sun to go down. If he touches truma, that truma cannot be used. Or food or drink that liquid fell on it. What type of liquid? Liquid that was Tommy liquid. If the Tommy liquid falls on it, so the din is, is that food now becomes like a shani, and if it touches truma, it ruins the truma, the truma becomes puzzle. Okay, so those are the nine or ten things that are mentioned in the Mishnah and Zavim. Why are we doing this? Because we want to know what the 18 are. And we know these are part of the 18. Okay, we already mentioned two of the 18. These are also part of the 18. But what do all these mean? So what does the Gemara do? The Gemara says, okay, um, You mentioned that all these things, you become a Shani, which means when you touch Truma, the Truma is Pussel. It doesn't, it's not Tame. Tame and Pussel, technically, especially on a rabbinical level, mean almost the same thing. However, if it, we would say the truma is tame, that meant it can make another piece of truma tame. When you say it's puzzle, it means it stops here. You can't use it. Kohen I'm shouldn't be using it. Maybe we're going to let it rot. However, it's called puzzle, not tame. And that's what the Mishnah says. The Mishnah that we just quoted says the word poslin. So now the Gemara asks, look inside. What it does is it makes the Tuma, it makes the Truma puzzle. Tmuye, now today's daf. Tmuye, loy metamu. It doesn't make it tame. Amar Rabba Baramchana, Amar Rabbi Yeshuahi. The one who says that it's only a, it's only puzzle, but not tame, that would be Rabbi Yeshua. The Tanan, there's another Mishnah Mesechtos Tarot that says, Rabbi Eliezer Oimer Ha'ochel Ochel Rishon Rishon. If a man eats food that is a Rishon Lutuma, 
A man eats food that's a Rishon with Tumah, he becomes like a Rishon, Midarabana. And he therefore will give up, he will therefore cause a problem to Truma. The Truma will become a Shani, and maybe even if it touches another piece of Truma, it might be a problem. Okay? Va'ochel ochel Shani, Shani. And if you're the Shani, you become a Shani. Which means if you touch Truma, that's where it ends. Shani, uh, let's read it again. Ochel ochel Rishon Rishon. Ochel ochel Shani Shani. Ochel Shlishi, you become a Shlishi. If you eat something which is a Shlishi with Tuma, which is only made a Rabbanan anyway, you become like a Shlishi, and if you touch a piece of Kachim, you ruin the piece of Kachim. That was Rebbe Eliezer. Rabbi Shua Aimer, Ha'aycho Aycho Rishon, Ha'aycho Shani. Rabbi Shua Aimer, Ha'aycho Aycho Rishon, Va'aycho Shani Shani. Whether you ate a Rishon or a Shani, you only become a Shani. Which means that when you touch Truma, the Truma is puzzle. According to Eliezer, it depends. The Truma might be more than puzzle. The Truma might be Tame, depending on what food you ate. According to Eliezer, if you eat a Rishon, you become a Rishon. The Truma becomes a Shani. It can now make another piece of Truma Tame. According to Yoshua, the human being, it's all Darabonin anyway, the most he can ever become, even if he eats an Ochari, a Tuma, that's a Tumas Rishon, the most he can be is a Shani, and the Truma therefore is only Puzzle, the Truma is no worse than Puzzle. The Truma is not called Truma Tame. That means our mission is like Rabbi Yeshua, not like Rabbi Eliezer. Let's read it again inside. Rabbi Shua Aimer, even if he ate a Rishon Latuma, the human being is only a Shani. Now, what Eliezer talked about eating a Shlishi, if you eat a Shlishi, you become what? A Shani Lakodesh. You become a Shani that you can make two more steps as far as Kachim go, but you don't even affect Truma at all. The ain Shani with Truma. Okay. So the Gemara now explains. What was it talking about? Bechulin Shenasu Altairas Truma. This whole thing that we've been talking about, about the food that you're eating, we're talking about food that the person was trying to eat it with Kedusha. He's not a Kohen, or maybe he is a Kohen. He tries to eat all his food, Altairas Truma. Okay? Okay, you've explained that it's Rabbi Yeshua. But why should the rabbis have made Xerah here? Why do they why do they complicate things? Why are they making this man a Shani Latuma or a Rishon Latuma according to Eliezer? And now if he touches Truma, we gotta put it away. The reason they made it is because there was a problem. What was the problem? Zimnan Sometimes the person, let's say, would eat foods that were tummy. As we said, before the Xerah, especially if, let's say this is, uh, let's say this is, uh, the Kohen. The Kohen, Minatora, can eat food that's Tame. It doesn't make him Tame. Because food cannot make a human being Tame. But then, as he was chewing the food, he wants to take a drink of, let's say this would be Truma wine. Now, the wine is in his mouth the same time the Tame food is. And the wine is being touched by the Tomei food before he swallowed everything. He's still got pieces of food in his mouth. He's still in the middle of eating. And then he decides to take a, a cup of Truma wine. In that case, the, the Truma becomes Tomei in his mouth. So since people were doing that, they decided to make a Takana that if you ever eat 
food that's Tameh, that's a Rishon or Rishaini with Tuma, you can't touch Truma at all. Because we didn't want Truma becoming Tameh, which is what was happening. What about the other way? Uh, what about drinks? Why, when you drink something, do you become tummy? When it when it comes to eating, we understand it's normal to gulp something down to help the food go down, to use the drink to help the food go down. But why would there be exera about drinking? <laughs> we, when you drink, you don't necessarily put food in. Sometimes you do. <laughs> Let's take a look. The Gemara says. Um, Sometimes he's eating, he's drinking uh, wine, that's truma, and then he'll throw into his mouth some food. Samar says, Then it's really the same thing. Why do you count it as two? Say foods, whether they're eat, whether they're liquid or solid types of foods, they're called foods. Why did you make it into two separate sections? And says, no. When it comes to food, to gulp down drink, that's shriach. But it isn't so common when you're drinking to put food in. They made the xera on food and drink. Either way, whether it was food that was tame or drink that was tame, you're going to ruin uh, the truma that you come into contact with. Okay. Why, when somebody uh, decides after he went to the mikvah to sit into a bathtub, why do we make him tummy? So let's find out. They didn't have fancy, beautiful mikvahot. They were able to bring rainwater and lead it into these cavernous areas, these cave areas where they had uh, recessions in the ground, and that's where people would go to the mikvah. But there was a smell from the material, from the elements, from all the other people that had been there, and people said, oh, i got to go to the mikvah, but it stinks. But people went, because they had to do the right thing. So then, what would they do? They would, after you went to the mikvah, you went to the second bathtub, and that's where you cleaned yourself off and got the smell off. And that's the way everybody went to the mikvah. You go to the normal, the, the, the real mikvah first, and then you sit in the bathtub a little bit and clean yourself off. That's the way it was. <laughs> what was the problem? Hishilu v'osum kova. So basically what happened was, People thought that was the whole mikvah. <laughs> People thought the whole mikvah was going into the bathtub. They didn't even spend enough time to be careful. Uh, they figured, oh, you know what? Uh, I'm going into the first one to get rid of the chatzitzot, and now I'm going into the real mikvah. So people were confused. They had to stop things. You know what? No, that's not the mikvah. In fact, if you go in there, you're going to become Tameh again. They had to teach them what the real mikvah was. Next. Um, What's going on? Amar Abaya, show you Omrim. Lo elu metaharin, ela elu ve elu metaharin. People thought it was a combination. People thought that the the real mikvah does a little bit. It gets rid of, like I said, the chatzitzas. But the only time you're really tahar is if you go into the bathtub afterwards. So since people thought that, we needed to stop that and make the takana against it. 
My time goes Why did they even extend it to someone who never went to a mikvah, who wasn't even Tomei? He got, he got, he took a shower. All of a sudden, he's Tomei. He got Mayim Shuvim thrown on him by his friend. He's Tomei? So we had to do that. Why? Because, let's take a look inside. The Gemara says, Because in order for the Takana to work about the bathtub, they had to make a Takana on the showers as well. So they had to basically spread it very far. Otherwise, it wouldn't have worked, just like Natila Sedaim I mentioned before. We, the reason why we make Natila Sedaim even for Yisraelim is to make sure Kohanim do Natila Sedaim. But in order for this Takana to work, to make sense, it had to be no matter what your situation was, you were Tomei to touch Truma if Mayim Shuvim came on you, and you'd have to go to the mikvah to, to the, in a real way not to be Tomei anymore. Okay, what else? The safer, my time goes Rabbi Rabban and Tuma. Why a safer? You become Tomei. It touches true it's Tomei. The safer is holy. How could the safer be Tomei? Let's see why. Amar of Misharshia, Shebetchilo, you matznina saoch when the true mitzvah safer Torah. People don't know. People put things together that really shouldn't be together. What did they say? They said, look. The Sefer is holy. It was written by a Sofer who had good kavana. It's got the word of God, the word of Nevi'im in there. It's all holy. Truma is holy. Let's put these two things together. What was the problem? The problem was Truma is food. What happened? The rats would come. The rats would show up. They would smell the food and not only take a bite out of the food, but they'd also take a bite out of the safer and they'd be ruining the svarim. And people at svarim are very expensive. You need a sofer. He has to have kavanah, as I said before. Parchment wasn't easy. So we need to get out of people's mind to get your svarim away from your food. The only way we could do that is make a takana, that the svarim make the food tame. The Sfarim make the Truma Tomei. This way people put the Sfarim in one place and the Truma in a different place. Hayadayim mipnei shayadayim askoni yasein. What does that mean? The hands, they're moving everywhere. Even during this year, you could see, you might notice not notice what your hands are doing. Because hands touch everywhere, we don't realize what it is. If we had a camera on us all the time, we'd be surprised where our hands were going. Because of that, it might be touching Tuma, it might be touching other dirty, disgusting places. Because of that, they were gozer, netilas yadayim, on hands. Let's remember that during the corona time. Yadayim askani yasein. Tana, afa yadayim aboas machma sefer, truma. Even hands that touch one of the sparim akoshim becomes tame as well. In other words, the sefer is tame, and if you touch a sefer, your hand becomes tame. And that can Paso Truma as well. If you touch the parchment of the Sefer Torah, right? This week we're not going to have this, this problem. We're not at Shul. But normally, a lot of times, there are people that are very careful not to touch the parchment of the Sefer Torah. Or if they do, they touch on the bottom part. They touch where the Ksav is not. Again, we have this in our Sefer in the Shul. Sometimes when we have to roll it on top, sometimes people use their hands. There are people that are mocked, but not to touch the Sefer Torah. We'll see why. Ha'och Sefer Torah Arum, Nikbar Arum. Arum Salka 
What does that mean, Arum? You're going to be buried naked? You'll be, you'll die, and it's like you won't have any mitzvahs to your credit. Because look what you did. You touched uh, the Sefer Torah uh, straight on without a, a hepsic. Doesn't mean you were naked, right? Doesn't mean you were naked. <laughs> it means you touched the Sefer Torah with, without a hepsic. If you touch the Sefer Torah without a hepsic, you'll be buried naked. Buried naked? Why should we bury naked, the Gemara says. No, you know what this means? This means he loses his mitzvot. He loses his mitzvot. Below mitzvot, salkadaitach. Ela ema orum below osa mitzvah. When you die, God will not count for you the mitzvah of reading the Sefer Torah because the way you read the Sefer Torah was with your hands on the parchment. So in a way, it was like Sefer Torah orum. So that's what you see. It's a, there's a chumrah not to put your hands onto the Sefer Torah itself. Okay, now, hey, Gozer Beresha, Ilema ha Gozer Beresha. Next page. Kivan da hach Gozer Beresha suvamuli. Ella, in other words, which was the first takana? The takana about uh, svarim or your hands touching a Sefer? If 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 your if if this if your hands touching the safer was tame, what did you need another xera for? Ella hach gazer beresha, the harder gazer bekula yadayim. The first takana they made was hands touching a safer. The second takana was stam yadayim. Again, what was the gemara's question? You're telling me if your hand doesn't know where it is, the hand is tame. So what are you telling me that if the hand touches the safer, uh, it, it makes it, it, the, the safer, the hands become tame. The hands are tame anyway. So the Gemara says originally they were gozer on the hands touching svarim, and then later they extended it to all hands, no matter what, that the hands would be tame. Rabbi. Yes. The Moroccan, the Moroccan in Morocco, they used to. Put another cover on the other side of the Sefer Torah, which is not to touch it. And I keep and tell a lot of people don't touch the Sefer Torah. They don't know it's uh, well. Very, I guess we've learned that lesson very, today very about we learned that lesson today about what what not, not to touch surfaces today. Yes, and economy. Yeah, this is where, this is where these chumras come from. Next for Morocco. <laughs> <laughs> Next, the third line of Yudalad Amabase. We're going to finish Yudalad Amabase today. Here we go. The Tvulyom, Tvulyom Daraisahi. A Tvulyom, that's not a Takana. From the Psukim themselves, we make Drosha, we figure out from the Torah Shabal Peh, from the Mesor of Moshe Rabbeinu himself, we know that if somebody went to the Mikvah in the afternoon and hasn't the, the sun hasn't come down yet, he can still cause Truma to be ruined. Minatora. So what do you tell me this is one of the lists of the Takanos? The Tvulyom Daraisahu. The extra words tell us that there's a special tahara that's, that, that, that is added after you go to the mikvah. You're not completely tahar yet. So you see that a tvulyom is minatora. Okay, take that out of the list. Take that out of the list. Everybody's entitled to a mistake. Take that one out. That's not what the one we're talking about. Next, foods that became tome with liquids, says the Gemara. Bemashkin demai. What type of liquids came to the food? If what happened was a sheretz, a dead, one of the shrotzim dies, falls into liquid, that liquid now spills onto food. The sheretz was an avatuma. The liquid was a rishon. Okay. The rishon now can make 
the food is sheni. That's minat Torah. You don't need a takana for that. What we're talking about is your hands, which didn't do Natilas Yadayim on, touched the liquid, and that liquid now becomes like a Rishon and touches the food. That's what we're talking about. The liquid that touched a person's hands who had not washed them. That's the liquid, if it touches food, makes the food, if it's truma, into something puzzle. Okay? But why do we make such exera? Why do we say that when the hands that haven't been washed touch liquid, the liquid becomes a rishon? How does that, why do we say that? So Morris says, I'll tell you why. Because you might not know the difference. Because you say, well, your hands are tomain and touched liquid. Then you might say that this liquid that the dead sherets fell in, it touches the truma. It's also not a problem. So in order to make sure that everybody is machmir properly about real tuma, we are gozer even a, a, a tuma de rabbanon on this liquid, that this liquid will cause the food to be considered puzzle. Um, go, let's go on. Kalim shenitmubamashkim. Kalim that, that mashkim make them tomei. Kalim nitmubamashkim demai. What sort of mashkin is the Xera talking about? Ilamubamashkin the zov. If it's the zov spit, the zov's urine, or other things that come out of the zov's body, that that got onto a keli. Daraisaninu. That's minatora. Dixiv vichiyoruk azov betohar. That when a zov spits or any of the other liquids that are like spit that we learn out in various places, those that would be tamei minatora. You don't need a special takana for that. Mashabiyad tahar. Even if it's just carrying it, even if it's not touching it, it could make the thing that it's carrying tamei. Tameisiloch ella b'mashkan abayin mach masheretz. We're talking about what happened. A, a sheretz falls into a, a container of liquid. Some of that liquid now becomes a Rishon Latuma, and that liquid spills onto another Kali, not to another food, onto another Kali. What did I tell you before? That a Kali cannot be Makabal Tuma only from an Abatuma, just like a human being. A Rishon, this liquid is a Rishon Latuma. The dead Sherets fell into the liquid. The liquid became a Rishon. The Rishon cannot make the Kali Tomei Minatara, but Midarabonin, we consider it Tomei. And we say that that keli becomes now a sheni lituma to ruin truma, that you can't use truma anymore. Okay, let's read it inside. So now we've gone through, we now we understand what they are. Now we're doing a second level of analysis. What did we just say? We just said that these things that we just mentioned, the Mishnah and Zovim, are part of the 18 Takonos that Shammai, the Beit Shammai, the students of Shammai pushed through on that auspicious occasion when they went to visit Hananiah ben Chizkiah ben Gara. That means the ones who pushed through this thing were Shammainiks. It was in the time of Beit Shammai and Beit Hillel. Now, obviously, we're going to talk in a minute that Shammai and Hillel were real people who lived a couple of generations before, and they were friendly. Uh, one was the Abezdin, one was the Nasi. But then they started two schools, and the two schools weren't always on the best terms with each other. Sometimes they married within each other and liked each other, but there was definitely two different schools of opinion. 
And the Shammai people were considered the very sharp ones. They were the ones who were extremely abstract thinkers. And Hillel was considered, in a sense, a little more uh, embracing of people. Uh, but there were more people with, uh, who could get into the Hillel school than could get into the Shammai school. But they were two different schools. And they had different, uh, throughout Shas, we have Machlokas Beis Shammai Beis Hillel. So now we want to know, according to what we're saying, these Takanas go to Beis Shammai and Beis Hillel. So now the Gemara asks, The idea that someone's hands should be considered Tomei, it only happened at the period of the students of Shammai and Hillel? No, Shammai Behilo Gozer. They're the, 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 the heads of the school, two or three generations earlier, they were the ones, not Beit Shammai Beit Hillel, but the old men themselves did it. How do we know? Remember them from Pirkei Avot? Gozru Tuma Eretz Amim. They said there's a special Tuma for leaving Eretz Yisrael. You leave Eretz Yisrael, you become Tomei Midarabanon. You asked me this about yesterday, Tzion, about Klis Chuchit. That Klis Chuchit, they're not mentioned in the Torah that it's a kingdom that becomes Tomei. It mentions Matechet, it mentions Eitz, it mentions Sak, made out of goat hair, but Chuchit is not mentioned in the Torah as one of the kingdom. Does it become Tomei or not? Minatore doesn't. Minatora, glass does not become Tomei. But, Midarabonon, they made this Takana on Chuchit as well. What else? Shimon ben Shotach, that's the next generation, he made sure that it wasn't just a minag, every Jewish woman would definitely, whether they wrote it or not, she's going to get the 200 zoos. There's going to be a ksuva for Isha, whether or not there was a written one or not. There's a takana in the books. So even though in this family they decided not to write one, this was an over, overpowering takana that says no. No matter what, this woman's got exuva. She doesn't need the piece of paper. That's based on Shiva Minshotach's Takana. Next. The Gozer Tuma al-Klimatchos. He was Gozer Tuma on metal. We're going to see later which metal he's talking about. Because metal does seem to be mentioned in the Torah. We're going to see later. The Gemara is going to explain what this statement means. Let's go on. Um... Uh, lost the place, right? So what do you see? You see that Tumas Yadayim was three generations earlier. Not, again, what's our question? You can't lose focus. Our mission has said that that there are 18 issues that the students of Shammai pushed the students of Hillel and got them to admit, and they made these Takonos. And now our Gemara mentioned nine of them, or ten of them, and one, and one of them that was mentioned was about Yadayim. We're saying, hey, that's not Shammai, that's not Beit Shammai or Beit Hillel, that's the old men, Shammai and Hillel. So let's see how the Gemara answers it. The Gemara says, maybe what? The Gemara says, You know what it means, that Brisa? It doesn't mean the old men. It means Shammai, as the yeshiva built up and became stronger, including the generations after him. It doesn't mean it says Shammai, but it really means Shammai and his school. It means Beit Shammai. And therefore, there's no contradiction between this and our Mishnah. The Brisa, you know, it says the word Shammai, it means Beit Shammai. And Hillel means Beit Hillel. Maybe that's what it means. 
That can't be. We know that those 18 things that were accepted, originally there was a fight over it. True, when they went to Hananiah's attic, they were able to push them through. But before that, there was arguments about it, just like Jews always argue about halachas. These issues, they were arguing, should we make the takana? Should we not make the takana? They were fighting about it. That would mean that Shammai also fought with Hillel over it. Because you're telling me that it was, and we know that can't be, because we know that what? They only argued about three things. These men, there were only three open arguments that they had. There's only three places they openly argued. And we know about this Tuma issues, it said they argued about it. Before it was accepted, there was an argument. So it can't be Shammai and Hillel. So what did the Bryson mean before when it said that Shammai and Hillel were somehow respond, were involved in the argument about Tumas Yadayim? So let's see what the Gemara answers. That's a quick question, Rabbi. I know I'm sorry, but I know you're allowed to ask Alachot Pesach doesn't matter what you teach. Go ahead. Is that what we learn about in terms of kosher and thing? Like uh, wood, it is not bolea, so it's not a problem. We don't have wood. It's not bolea. Where come from the tumor? Is it based on that? A lot of the yes. So that's what we got. Uh, it's part things. of. We learn out the hilchas kashras from the from from what happened in Mochemes Midyan, how they kashered the kalim there. That's where we learn out hilchas kashras from. Okay, and you, and and um, all right, so. Let's move on, Udi. I just want to finish the daf, if you don't mind. You know what it was? Maybe what happened was is that that Shammai and Hillel, the old men, they weren't arguing. They made a takana to do what? Push it away. If your hand touches the truma, do not burn it. Just leave it alone. Litlos. And then the students decided to push it further. And that's what our mission is talking about. Beit Shammai Beit That the tomb is so strong on the Yadayim that, that we actually, even though it's Midarabanan, we burned the truma. Because we, that's the force Chazal want of their Takana. To actually go and treat it like Tuma Daraisa and burn it. That was the force of the Takana. If that's what you want to say, Omer Ilfa, Ilfa, whose his traditions are always very strong, Yadayim Tchilas Gzeros and Lisreifa. Whenever they talked about Yadayim, it was never Mambi Pambi. It was never about treating the food and just putting it away. When they put Tuman Yadayim, they always put Tuman Yadayim. It should be strong and it should be like a real Shani Minatora. And if it touches Truma, they would burn the Truma. So if that's the way it was, there was never any doubt. So Shame and Ilo couldn't have been just talking about putting it up there. All right. Um, so what is the Gemara answer? Shammai and Hilo did invent this idea. They both came together and they said, let's make Tumas Yadayim work. And if it touches Truma, it's going to burn the Truma. But people didn't accept it. They issued it as a proclamation, but people vote with their feet. <laughs> people decided not to accept it. 
the rabbis make a takana, they think it's the smartest thing in the world. It needs to be nispashet, beklal Yisrael. The people need to accept it and act, and not just in the beginning, when the rabbi gave a good speech, they accepted it. It has to last for a year or so. You have to go and check and see that it's happening. But if the takana doesn't work, the takana doesn't mean anything. The, the king, the emperor's clothes are only as strong as the community that accepts him as the emperor. That's what happened over here. Shammai and Hillel, the old men, these distinguished people got together. They said, we want these tumat on the Adayim. People weren't makabalit. Two, three generations later, the Talmidim came and made the Takana, and it was accepted. Okay. Vikati, versus one second. We talked about what the, what the Shammai did. What about this? Shlomo Gozar, way before Shammai and Hillel, Shlomo Amelech made the Gzeira. The Yom Rabbi Yudam Rishmul, B'shor Shetik and Shlomo Erevin, V'nitilas Yadayim, Yotzta Baskov Omra, B'ni, M'chokham Libech Yismach Libi Gamoni, Chokham B'ni V'samach Libi, V'ashivai Charpai Dovar. What does the Pesach say in Mishlei? The Pesach says that Shlomo HaMelech in his Bezdin figured out to do Erevin and Etilas Yadayim. Erevin changes the whole Hilcha Shabbos, where you can carry, where you can move, what you have to do from one Rishos to another Rishos. Erevin changes everything. Netilas Yadayim changed the way people ate. So you would assume, it says here, Shlomo did it. And a Bosco came out and says, I'm proud of you, Shlomo. I don't care if you changed life in the Jewish people. That's what I want Bate Dinim to do. I want them to make such changes. I want them to issue substantive changes to the Jewish people's lives. Chacham B'niv libi, God says. So, what's the problem? The problem is, if this is true, then this, has, this, is, this takana goes all the way back to Shlomo, not the students of Shammai and Hillel. Let's see the Gemara's answers. Gemara says, Oh, sir, Shlomo. Gozar lekachim, Shlomo made the gzeir on kachim. Vaaseinu vegozar af lechuma. Shlomo only wanted it to be about your hands touching kachim. He was worried about the beis more. The later generations zeroed in on the kohanim touching truma, but even that was a major legislation in the time of Shlomo because people ate kachim all the time. So that's the three levels. There's Shlomo. Shammai and Hillel tried it again. It didn't work. And then the students of Shammai and Hillel, they argued about it originally, and then they finally got it passed. And that's how we have the Takana of Netiwa Sedayim, the way we have it today, based on this history. Um, I think we're back. We finished the daf. I think we can... Okay? So yeah. we got... We're going to stop here with, uh, at 9.15 tomorrow night. So 9.15... So 9.15 tomorrow night, we'll stop, start from the top of Tesvah and Medalev, okay? Uh, okay. So after... after Rabbi, Rabbi, Rabbi you, have to, you have to get rest, Rabbi. You, Shabbat shalom, Rabbi. You have to get, get rest and take care of yourself. You don't look so great, Rabbi. Maybe you have to have all your energy. If that's all you can do the whole day for sure. I talked what to don't Kabuta, I, I, head. How you, lips, How's your body? Where doesn't it look good? My lips don't look good, right? All right. Have a great job. Shabbat shalom. Shabbat shalom. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.